Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 101 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six, and that geezer over there is Andy, a.k.a. Nick Hancock. <laughs> Nick Hancock? Yeah. Why Nick Hancock? Wasn't he the guy that um, was the presenter of Room 101? <laughs> no. Wasn't it? Well, it's Frank Skinner right now, and it used to be Paul Merton, didn't it? It's Google time. <laughs> Hold on, folks. <laughs> right, everyone, sit tight. We're Googling. We're Googling. Oh, yes, it is. I, I've just seen a picture of him, and I do sort of vaguely remember him doing Rerun 101. There you go. Do you know who I thought you were talking about? Who's the Nick guy who does the home improvements <laughs> shows? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Um, oh, <laughs> Nick, 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 Nick Knowles, Nick Knowles. For the briefest moment, Knowles. that's that's who flashed through my head. <laughs> well, I've no doubt you have. Probably at uh, what Queen's birthday or something was it? It was a minor celebrity bash. Yeah, sure, sure. As me, Nick Knowles, Carol Vorderman. Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. I mean, that, a little known fact for listeners, actually, many of you out there are probably not aware that uh, Andy has actually had a long and varied career, and and one of his most prestigious jobs in the past was as an interior designer, and the likes of Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Uh, he did gardens too. Alan Titchmarsh always came to you for advice, didn't he? And the uh, the most kind of prestigious property that he ever did is, was some of the Queen's houses. I think you did Harry and Meghan's place, didn't you, before... Obviously, all that stuff went down. Yeah, apparently I was one of the reasons why they wanted to leave. Of that, I have no doubt. So, welcome everybody. It's Ministry of Dice episode 101, although technically episode 103. Although, looking at it, I think it might be 104. This whole episode numbering thing has gone completely to pop. Why why are you thinking 104 now? Because when I uploaded episode 100, it said we had 103 episodes. So, I think even I've been getting it wrong all these weeks where I've been banging on about there being 102. No, that's just well confusing. Is that because we had an episode zero? No, well, I don't know. I've no idea. Anyway, who cares now? We've we've done the 100th episode. <laughs> this is being numbered episode 101. But yeah, we are coming down now off the high of all the celebratory activity that was taking place for our 100th episode. And what an episode it was. Thank you so very much to all of you who came along and hung out with us for uh, our extended special, our century celebration special and thanks again also to all of the people who contributed to the episode jimmy the rolling thunder guys the breath weapon x guys the dm north folks and of course <laughs> zamo and jake Busey. <laughs> special thank you to jake Busey for uh, making the effort to uh, say those nice things he listens every week Every other yes. week, obviously. Or yeah. every week. Yeah. He's a big MODX fan. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He loves the MODX. <laughs> so we've we've obviously been having a conversation. How do we follow up that? How do you how do you follow up such epic Dice Masters, you know, momentous occasions, historical occasions of that nature? It's it's a challenge. I'm not sure. I'm not you gonna can. lie. I'm, no, I'm not uh, yeah. Maybe we should just pack it up here now. How long have we been recording for? So there we are then, folks. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we <laughs> And yeah. we did. And we did, yeah. Uh, we, we can't follow the 100th episode, so... Oh, we can See try. Later. We can try. We'll try. Absolutely. Let's try. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got some good stuff lined up for this episode. Uh, as usual, we hope you uh, some of the stuff we do, you play along, get in touch with us about. But before we get into any of that... 
this is this is going to knock your socks off, folks. This next conversation, because I'm going to ask Andy, what have you been up to since we last recorded? Yeah, not much. Um, your internet's still crap. Oh, yeah, the saga of Chris's internet. So regular listeners will know, or regular viewers of our streams and video output will know that uh, when I moved house, I went through a period of time where I was living the 4G life, which was far from ideal. The broadband finally got installed, and it is bobbins. It is disgustingly bad. It's atrocious. It's the stone age of internet. It, it is, honestly, mate. I'm quite certain the green cabinet at the end of the road is just a couple of mice running on wheels powering the thing. <laughs> it's As a result of that, not no gaming on a Wednesday night. Um, no. I've got quite a bit of Apex in, which is nice. That new event's just started with the new new map. or the, Not the new map, the going back to the old, old maps, the original maps of both World's Edge and King's Canyon, mm. which is very cool. bit of skull... skull Skull, whatever it is. Skull Town. Skull Town, that's the one. And uh, blasting your way through that. So that's that's been fun. I've done that quite a bit. Uh, what else have I done? Started a new job today. That's why I'm quite tired. You did? Yeah. You, is, you're always tired. <laughs> it's a true story. Uh, I need some uh, some vodka ripples or some vodka ripple jellies or whatever it is. So been busy creating... Uh, which we'll find out a bit more about later. That's something that's that have been taking up a bit of time. Mm, sure. Yeah, we will talk about that today, definitely. Uh, well, it sounds rock and roll, man. Uh, football. <laughs> football is coming home. All right. It's coming home. It's coming. That, that sounds exciting. That England, England won. They're, I wasn't aware it ever left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their knockout game against Germany, taking us on to uh, meet the Ukraine, which would have happened as this is released, but is the weekend coming as we're recording it. So uh, that's taking up a lot of time watching football. There's no football on at the moment, though, so it's just a bit boring. Okay, I mean... That's it, that's it. Yeah, I can't I can't contribute to a football-related conversation at all. I keep buying clothes online and they're not big enough. <laughs> That's a lot of what I've done this week. <laughs> Presumably, you're talking about underwear. <laughs> Super dry, right? Super dry, extra large. Bollocks. Right? Yeah, I mean... The size of my kids. It's my 10-year-old size. Mate, this it's like the, the fashion at the moment, the, uh, the slim fit or the tailored cut. Yeah, all the craze with the designers what, presently, but it, it doesn't stuff in a sock with blancmange, mate. That's what it looked like. <laughs> yes, it doesn't help the more stout individuals such as ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me a nice baggy t-shirt any day of the week. <laughs> well, there we go. As promised, I think I believe that conversation will have knocked the listeners' socks off. <laughs> So, shall I share with the listeners what I've been up to since we last recorded? Yeah, have you been up to much? No, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot at all. Yeah. I mean, the the 4G life, the absence of internet has interrupted not just my Dice Masters playing, but most all of the online gaming that I do. So, I've... I've 
barely been on the Xbox. I've barely been hooking up with the Tuesday night crew, anything like that. Um, in terms of family gaming, about the only thing that's taken place in the last two weeks of any note is we've played a little bit of Pokemon TCG. My lad has been spending his pocket money on set decks and booster packs. And nice. We've been having a couple of games. The set decks are not up to much. They're, they're not. I find the games go a bit weird sometimes, and we're all just waiting to be able to draw cards or actually be able to do something. Um, but he's starting to develop a bit more. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks back, actually. He's starting to develop a bit more of an interest in constructing and making his own decks. So we'll see where that goes. But he's very proud. He's pulled a Charizard VMAX. Nice. Which I'm reliably informed by the Pokemon heads out and about that that's quite a high value rare card that he's got his hands on there. Confiscate that and eBay that immediately. That will be, yeah, at the appropriate. Well, I'd love to try, but he, he doesn't show up about it. Doesn't stop showing it off to his mates. <laughs> he was, <laughs> he was showing it to the lad who lives next door. It's, I have to wait for the sheen, you know, the, the excitement of the new to wear off a little bit. Yeah, you sleeved it all up. Oh yeah, of course I have. Yeah, this is turning yeah. to doggy. That's what when my kids were were into more collecting than playing. They didn't really bother about the game, but they like getting the cards. And there's like the the fear of God in me. She's running around with this like super shiny rare, whatever super shiny card. And I'm thinking, flipping out. Just Google that. That's worth twenty quid. She's like running out in the garden with it, waving it around. I'm like Jesus Christ. Oh, dude, this one he's he's pulled out of the booster, one hundred and thirty pound on eBay. Really? Yeah, it's like mm. like rare, rare, <laughs> rare, rare. Have you got yeah. him that battlegrounds, the battle game, the like no. board game version? That's quite. I don't good. know it's what got it a is. Nice board. It's it's basically it's three oh, decks. you talked about this. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Cardboard, I got it for for Daisy, and we we had a game. She went, don't like that, and then started <laughs> to throw the cards around like flipping confetti. Don't do that to me. Uh, but yeah, that's no, it's good. It's got three um, three decks, a Charizard one, a Pikachu one, and a Mewtwo one, and uh, a board and all the counters. It's quite cheap. It's quite good just for the, the board because it's like a proper board game board, but set out for, you know, yeah, battle map. Well, I'm, sh- I'm certain it would surprise nobody to know that I organised two custom... <laughs> <laughs> playmats custom neo preen playmats for him of course <laughs> for his uh, birthday last year or was it christmas this year i can't remember anyway so yeah we're, we're obviously a dice masters podcast so uh I'll, I'll move forward from the pokemon stuff and then uh just one other game a little bit i've bought a new game although we haven't played it yet exploding minions the exploding kittens game has been re-released with the uh you know the despicable me minions characters Banana. Yeah, banana. Um, so uh, because my copy of Exploding Kittens is the not safe for work version, and I haven't actually played it with the kids, but I'm quite convinced they'd enjoy it. I have yeah. uh, ordered that, so I'm sure we'll get a game in. Hopefully at the weekend. Nice, nice. Yeah. Did, is when's um, UK Games Expo? That is on the 29th to the 29th of July to the 1st of August. Oh, okay. So that's a few weeks yet. 
Yeah, a few weeks away. I'm only going to go... Uh, so I know some folks out there, there was some talk a little while back about whether there's going to be organised play there. I was talking to the organising committee and the guy, Richard, that I speak to over there, and he was like, well, maybe we will, maybe we won't. If we do, do you want to put your Dice Masters event on? It went back and forth, but the decision has been made. I think I'm, I put it out on Discord to those who were waiting to hear that there's not going to be any organised play this year, but I am still going to go for one day. I think I'll do the Friday. And just Noish. Have a mooch about, take me camera on the gimbal, take some pictures of some new games and stuff. I usually write an article on the blog when I do, so keep an eye out for that. Oh, that's something I've been doing recently. So a quick reminder, everybody, that our Century Celebration giveaway is underway. We're to be announcing the winners of that in our next episode, 102. But one thing I did do um, between recording was write up and post the prizes that we've got available in the giveaway you'll find those on our website britroller6.com um, but one of the sets is is particularly attractive i think many people out there have been looking for these it's the alt art animated x-men set the five i suppose what you would call the core ones we don't have the jubilee in the mix but there's a blackbird the two storms a gene gray and a professor x uh, as well as many many other uh, competitive prize foils that are hard to get your hands on as well. So please do go take a look at that. Not there you to go. mention two thing I did. Jimmy self-drawn oh, oh, Beast Boys. They're very cool. They are, absolutely, by Mr. Darwin O'Brien himself. Um, so, yeah, go and check that out. And I've also started, now, now that I've got a little bit of internet, I've started re focusing on some of the youtube content it's been pretty quiet on youtube we, we obviously aren't getting any gameplay done and can't post any gameplay but i did post a video about modern ways to clear a board in dice masters talking about board clear and by the time this goes out i should have my next wtf video up as well Ooh, nice mm. back on the youtubes yeah yeah um although the time it takes to upload them that WTF video might not actually make it up for another week yet. Not because I haven't started the download, but because it hasn't concluded. <laughs> I'm dreading trying to upload this bloody podcast we're recording right now. So there you go. There's a few Crikey. Dice Masters-y related bits that I have done. It's indeed. It's indeed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, in the absence of anything else to talk about at this stage, uh, shall we get on with our core segments this episode? Yeah, what are we going to talk about this episode? Well, we've got three pieces for you folks this uh, instalment. Uh, we're going to open up with uh, a bit of a conversation around Dice Masters formats and different ways of playing some theme ideas. Um, and just talking about some, you know, kind of what kicked the idea off in our head to talk about it and where, where it's come from and then just share some, uh, some of our thoughts about some of our favorite ways of playing the game. Then, uh, it's that time of year again, folks. It's been a year. We're coming up on, on year four. All the host renewals and all the kind of outlays that we put out there have caught back up. So we're going to kick off uh, the 2021 Ministry of Dice fundraiser. And we'll give you the details of what that looks and feels like. Uh, and then we're going to finish up, seeing as how it's episode 101, we're going to finish up with our version of Dice Masters 101. Dice Masters Room 101. Room 101. Room 101. Missed the important bit out there. Uh, and that, with all that said and done, that should bring us to the conclusion of the episode. Well, it doesn't sound too bad. No. Should we get cracking on then? Whoops. 
Yes, welcome back then, folks. Here we are to talk about Dice Masters formats and themes. So when Jimmy joined us uh, during our in-depth interview in the 100th episode, jam-packed to the brim of all sorts of juicy nuggets, the least of which was some teases about unreleased sets, some teases about some upcoming win conditions, and some exclusive spoilers revealed for the very first time, including the next super rare. Jimmy also mentioned Ooh. what his favourite format was. He talked about a Dice Masters casual format that he likes, enjoys, and had a bit of fun with. So uh, we thought, about just bouncing off the back of that, he got us talking about formats and themes. And then, just randomly because it must be in the air our friend jay jay lucero who uh, sends me quite a few bits and bobs and the odd message on discord got in touch and shared a couple of his four themey formats that he's been playing around with his local play group and so we just thought okay it's kind of about people are looking for fun formats to try out at the minute let's have a chat about formats and themes so should we start with jimmy's dice masters xl let's do it it's certainly been very popular Yes, yeah, it's there's we've got a few uh, bandwagoners who've decided to pluck that one out of the depths of our outstanding, momentous, historical 100th episode and adopt it for their own playgroups. I've definitely seen that out and about. Uh, but what does Dice Masters XL involve, Andy? It involves making the game extra large, not like the T-shirts I bought this week, um, regardless no, you, of what they're, told, you need what they're called. Double, double XL on that. Mate. The, the, the way this is going, there's got to be like triple XL. Anyway, off point. <laughs> you get, well, how many cards do you get? You get 12 cards, don't you? Yeah, 10 in your court. No, was it 12? I forgot it, what he said. 10 cards. No, it was 12 cards, three basic actions, 25 cards, to 30 yeah. life. Yeah. Loads of dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just but, make yourself a massive team, basically. Yeah, just just like go large, supersize it. <laughs> yeah just go crazy with it yeah absolutely uh and jimmy uh, i think particularly enjoyed that one because it gave some opportunity to like explore some more kind of challenging combos it just has that tone how did he describe it he said i'm that guy who likes to have more of everything i like an extra shot in my espresso so why not play a format that gives me more cards and dice to play with which yeah, yeah it makes kind of sense I think you also enjoyed that it wouldn't get slated if there was some nasty combo because it wasn't official Wizkiz one as well. I like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so that, that was kind of the, the seed of our thinking about formats and themes. But this has been something that uh, an idea around Dice Masters that we've been big advocates for. We've spoken about it for years. Certainly anyone who has ever dipped their toe into our live gameplay videos on the YouTube channel or joined us for a live theme, we like to play around with our formats and themes quite a bit. So uh, Andy, off the back of asking Jimmy what his favorite format is and him sharing Dice Masters XL, I'm going to ask you what your favorite format is. Oh, now I've got like quite a few... I've got like a top three notable mentions have to go to the campaign that we did. Uh, I know we've talked sure. about it recently in length, so I don't think we need to go kind of around that house again. But building a story out of the game was definitely a lot of fun. So that would definitely be up there. Also creating a team from stuff that you've read, comic books. Uh, I built a really cool Thunderbolts team back in the day, which I had to proxy a few characters, but it was very much on the theme of the Thunderbolts comics, the ones with Red Hulk, Ghost Rider, Deadpool, etc., etc. However, 
if you were going to ask me what my favourite theme slash format is, it would definitely have to be single affiliation. Single affiliation, absolutely. I mean, it's a great format. Uh, it really speaks to and lends itself to the theme, you know, the theme aspect of, of playing the game. We've had an awful lot of fun over the years uh, messing around with single affiliation. In fact, we love it so much. We've some of our uh, live in-person events that we've laid on, we've adopted that as the team building format for the event. So yeah, I love single affiliation too. That's no secret. But what is it about single affiliation that makes it so your favourite? Oh, it's the storytelling and the, the, the fact that it's actually a team that... You might see in a comic book, on the TV, in a movie, in the, the cinema. You know, you will have like the Avengers, which are the Avengers, the Justice League, adventurers going through Dungeons and Dragons. And you're not mixing the IPs up on your map, which uh, I know is a big kind of pull. And a, a, it's quite cool, you know, to have Superman fighting alongside the Hulk or whatever. But you do still get to play against other IPs. So you can still pit the Avengers avengers team up against the justice league up against a load of nasty D monsters up against a group of sweaty men in their underwear uh so you know, i believe that's baby that. oil actually yeah, just to oh is it point point of, you should know that you used to do the baby oiling but it's supposed to be like look like sweat oh i see as well your expertise in that area is far superior to mine so i'll take your word for it you've you've derailed me but you still get that that <laughs> that mix to uh, to make it interesting but that's that's my i like the idea the cards do work together it would be my very very much my wish that in the future affiliations got more interaction things like the the Thunderbolts team pack, which do play well together. The Justice League with Retaliation, etc., which clearly works well. You know, mm. And it's the little things like the uh, Arthur Curry Aquaman discount and the Wonder Woman discount for fielding. And just how yeah. that all just kind of works together very, very well. I like that uh, when they do it, and hopefully there'll be more. But yeah, I like that. I like the kind of the story of your team being a team that you know from a storyline and pitting them up against a hell of a lot of different nasties. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. And, you know, I couldn't agree more. Single affiliation's awesome, and everybody should be playing it all the time. Yeah, you would have thought that it would be the high-end competitive stuff. You know, you'd have thought that, you know, having affiliation, that you would get the advantages and it would make BOP. But it's not. It's actually the other way around. Yeah, uh, I get why it isn't, though, in a way, because what you don't want is teams on rails, you know. Or like a train. Yeah, you know, that just when it comes to team building, there's no challenge to it. You just chunk it together because you just get eight, you know, affiliated cards. Do you get, do you get what I mean? Like it's, it's not yeah. just by rote. Although to be fair, competitive teams become like that sort of eventually as the metaphor. Yeah, you give your, your stock standard ones that you buy. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, you'd have thought that, you know, they would be working together and, and making it maybe just better than what some of them are would be nice. Yeah, for sure. I think it's also some part of the challenge there is the uh, the intellectual property release rate. So it, I don't think it would surprise anyone that I believe that the X Men is is possibly the strongest affiliation. Maybe put maybe villains, but we like to divide that up down the intellectual yeah. property lines. But the X Men, but the X Men have been super well served. You know, they've had loads of sets that are themed around them. Therefore, their characters they've got a strong card pool to select from whereas you know the dc or the D have had a much smaller release and so 
uh, product, much smaller product release, so the card pool's smaller. So yeah, true. That can, that can affect it too. Yeah, but it's still my fave. That's what I like. Yes, yeah, I agree. Actually, it's funny you should bring that up because for our Room 101 segment, I've got something to say on that subject. Okay, uh, okay sh- shall I shall I share mine? Please do. Please, well, I mean, uh, single affiliation uh, is great, and I do love it. I do love it. But there's there's one format that if I've got the time to invest in the format, that's uh, an important caveat, uh, I find really enjoyable. Uh, I don't know where the original source for it was, but it was uh, our friend Mike, who I play with down at Element Games, who brought this format to my attention, and we started adopting it in our sort of rotation of friendly local game store get-togethers, and that is energy quads. Oh, okay. I don't think we've ever done that. No, I'm not sure that we have. Uh, just to explain for anyone who's not familiar with it, so the idea here is that you build four different teams of four cards, but each of those four teams can only have energy from one of the energy types. So you'll have a team of four masks, a team of four fists, a team of four bolts, and a team of four shields. Uh, and then you you can play around with the format, but we usually have just then two basic actions that you must use for the duration of the you know, of the, of the round robin or whatever that we're playing. And uh, what you do at the outset of each round, you roll two sidekick dice, and then you play your eight-card team based on what the two sidekick dice are rolled. So if you if you roll uh, a mask and a fist, you would then get your, your team of four masks and your team of four fists, and that would then be your eight-card eight team that you, that you field. If you roll a sidekick, your opponent gets to choose one of your quads for you. If you roll a question mark, you get a free choice. So it just adds this extra layer of challenge, both in terms of the team building and in terms of the gameplay. Because it's when you're building your quads, you can't you can't guarantee at all which two sets of four may or may not end up together throughout the night. And so you can't you know you can't go right. Well, I'll put PXG in my masks, and that will be my ramp. Because if you never roll mask, yeah. You know, yeah. So you have to kind of build each smaller four card team with your kind of basic team building principles of uh, a win condition, some ramp, some control, some utility, etc., etc. But then not so much that you're then neglecting to find combos and opportunities when they pair up with another energy quad. So the team building's really interesting and really challenging. Uh, and then just the gameplay is obviously super fun because you it's got that extra element of randomness where you roll your two dice and then pick your four your four um cards. Uh, sorry, your eight cards based on the two fours. You know, so it just gives it that I don't know, an extra lift a little bit of something more into the mix. Yeah, we'll yeah. put that on the list for uh when we can stream again yeah yeah although it kind of it works best when you're doing like a three-round event at your friendly local game store you know or you're making a, a, a night of it and you're playing on playing several games right because you know when we, me and you stream we tend to play just one game or we'll do a best of three with the same two teams and the risk there is that we then end up building you know we will build two quads that will never get used yeah fair enough fair point we should give it a go anyway yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm up for it. Definitely, I, um, I'm a big fan of the, of the format. But it's just interesting. It's just got a little extra, a little bit, a little extra spice uh, that I like, uh, and I like the fact that it challenges you both in team building and then in the gameplay. Ooh, um, spicy. Sure. I do have a notable mention actually. I'm. Uh, I've also been a fan of the life gain race. 
you know, where you, where you flip it and you start with zero life and it's the first to get to 20 by gaining life rather than subtracting really? from your opponent's life. I have actually ever heard of that. You've never heard of that? No. Where have I been? Oh, Under a rock. Oh, my days. Yeah, so you play with life gain cards. You start at zero and the winner is the first to get to 20 points of life. You can still damage your opponent, so you can still do stuff to slow down the rate of life gain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you're playing around with stuff like like John Constantine, promo John Constantine, or Iron Men cards. There's a few Iron Men's in there that gain life, or more recently like Black Swan stuff like that that game game text that gain life. Uh, Dark Magician Girl from Yu Gi Oh, uh, for example. The Mighty Fish Food Team. Oh yeah, sure, absolutely. Another yeah, another great example. So you so you're racing to get to twenty points of life. What we do tend to do though down our local is we ban. Uh, unpreventable lose life game texts right you know because uh the f- first couple of times we played the format we found stuff like jinzo was a bit of a fun killer you know <laughs> wasn't jinzo always a bit of a fun killer well true but particularly for that format he became challenging because a, a lot of your life gain effects are globals and actions you know cool that's very but that's cool. my yeah that's my notable mention yeah Jinzo's um, coming back he most certainly is, yeah. Lilandra for the win. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. There's there's our favourite formats and themes. Now, if you're interested in formats and themes, one thing we have done over the years is we've been adding these ideas to a formats and themes directory on the BritRoller6.com website. Uh, so I've typed up the the brief, if you will, for uh, the types, the formats that we've adopted down at my local game store, Element Games. I've typed up any formats that we've used at MODPDMs when we've been touring the country, and I've typed up any formats that you and I have adopted uh, on our Wednesday night live gameplay. Uh, I've also dropped in there format ideas and format submissions that people have sent to me. So Jay, for example, thank you again, Jay. He sent me uh, Necro Wars and the uh, the vampire, uh, a vampire, which is kind of a twist on the life gain, actually. And, and many more since Andy May sent me some stuff too. Uh, around campaigns so if you're interested or you're at a loose end or you and your play group are just looking for some inspiration and some ideas then you can go and check that out we've been keeping that up to date you know i've been adding stuff to it over the years uh, and there's lots of interesting themes and ideas in addition to what we've talked about in the segment just now excellent that's britroller6.com that's the one uh, right, okay, well, we'll wrap that one up there, but please do get in touch and let us know what your favourite format and theme is. Uh, I'm certainly always on the prowl for any new format and theme ideas that we can use on our Wednesday night play sessions, but we'll move on to the next segment now, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, welcome back then, folks. And as we mentioned in the intro, this segment now is to talk about fundraising. It's about our century stroke fourth anniversary fundraising effort. So if you've been with us for a few years, you'll know that once a year, annually, we uh, just kind of reach out to you guys, ask for a little bit of help and support with the financial cost of running the website, running the YouTube channel, hosting the podcast, uh, and all the kind of many and varied little bits of extra costs that they accrue uh, most specifically it's the website and the podcast hosting uh, they're, they're the annual bills that i get email reminders for that remind me to run the fundraiser <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, one of them uh, now they're, they're not i think it's the it's usually around for some reason last year was in june but the bills come due in july this year i'm not sure why i think i was late paying it <laughs> okay Fair. 
but we'll not let's not get into that um so yeah it's just really a bit of crowdfunding if you will we plan on doing this whether we we make the cost or not we we foot a lot of the bills ourselves throughout the year it really is just a case of like help us keep the lights on help us keep running this thing uh just drop a little bit in the pot to give us a bump in the old coffers we do Uh, indeed we wouldn't want you to put any money in without us giving you something back no, absolutely right. We we think it's important that any contribution that you've made to support us gets a little bit of something in return. And this year, rather than running a raffle, we have prepared a special treat for our contributors. Yeah, what would you like treat. to would you like to tell them about the special treat there, Andy? Well, the special treat is an actual card game themed and based around your favourite podcast, the Ministry of Dice. Yeah, I think possibly cool. the longest-running Dice Masters podcast that's been in history now. I, I think we should... If not, we're definitely knocking on that door. Sure. We'll, we'll be hearing from Isaac when he hears us say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know when, they, when when the messages stop, we beat it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, where is Rip Thunderstone is the game. It's been created by me and Chris. Mm. I did the artwork myself. Uh, it looks amazing, if I do say so myself. Uh, and um, I think it's the, what do we say, first 20 donations of £10 or higher. Yep. We'll get the uh, the game winging its way to you in the post. Absolutely, yeah. So just to give you a little bit of context on that, it's a three-player game. It's a very kind of lightweight, quick-fire sort of thing that you can play with the kids or or whatever uh any similarity to any other game on the marketplace is purely coincidental absolutely coincidental absolutely but rip thunderstone has once again rooked up and invaded the podcast each player gets a card dealt to them one player will be chris one player will be andy and one player will be rip thunderstone andy and rip thunderstone must keep their identities secret it's a bluffing game uh basically and chris's job is to guess which is the real Andy and which is Rip Thunderstone. If Chris successfully guesses it, he wins. If Andy also is able to successfully convince Chris that he is the real Andy, then he's in the winner's pool and Rip Thunderstone loses. But if Rip Thunderstone manages to convince Chris that he's Andy and he's not, then Rip Thunderstone wins. A completely unique idea. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So um, a <laughs> bit of fun, bit of something to say thank you to those who do contribute uh, and also hopefully to incentivize a bit of that fundraising as well. Some of you out there will find that extremely rare and exclusive offer of a game based around the Ministry of Dice. Too tempting not to get involved. Cool. Should we put a photo up of the cards? Yes, we'll get those across the socials, and of course, I'll do an article about it on the website. And uh, just to so some of you will be thinking, well, how do we make said donation, Chris? And if you do go to BritRoller6.com, you'll find in our footer bar a set of buttons, and one of those buttons is called Support the Ministry. If you click on that, it'll take you through to a little PayPal payments page where you can uh, choose a value to donate. You can also make regular monthly donations through that system, although there's not a great many of people who take advantage of that. Uh, and then if you just put £10 G, uh, Great British Pounds um, or the international equivalent uh, and slam donate, just pop in. I think you can put in the notes, actually, what it's for. But don't worry, I'll clock it. If it's £10 plus, I'll know. And the first 20 individuals to do that will get the Who's Writ Thunderstone game. Wow. Yeah. 
All right, bro. Well, uh, that's all really on that one. We'll, we'll not labour the point, but we're ever so grateful to all of those who uh, supported us financially last year. Uh, and we hope that you can dip in to your wallets and purses once again to help us out. Uh, just as a little side note as well, we're always very keen to continue improving the quality of what we do here at the Ministry of Dice. So absolute cast iron guarantee and assurances that any funds we raise over and above the the annual costs you know the google drive the hosting fees the uh, web host etc etc will always go back into things like purchasing prizes for use in mod pdms for improving our equipment so it'll only ever go back into the ministry of dice stroke brit roller six operation true that (laughs) it is true that i mean i'd love to be in a position (laughs) Just imagine if if we had loads of donations, we could have our own studio. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you want to donate enough that Andy and I can quit our jobs for a year and just dedicate all our time to being the MOD, we would welcome that. We would welcome that. (laughs) I can nearly guarantee that the uh, quality would improve. Nearly. I've got. I've still not used my new fancy camera. I bought a new fancy camera, folks, and I've still not had a chance to use it because it's still packed up in the move. Oh, yeah, but I will do. It would take a fair few of these fundraisers though to get us up to the value to recoup the cost of that. <laughs> wow, I think where is Rip Thunderstone? The game is going to be a massive hit. <laughs> let's hope so let's hope so uh, so keep an eye out on the site for the pictures and you know on the facebook page and discord and such like uh, we'll wrap that one up there and we'll move into our third segment yes welcome back then folks and seeing as this is episode 101 we're now going to do dice masters room 101 that was your cue to give it like a woo or something woohoo thank you yeah so uh, I don't know if they have Room 101 outside of the United Kingdom. I suppose we ought to explain what that is, just I'm in sure case. They do, but just do in they? case. Well, Room 101 is a long-running kind of celebrity chat show, game showy style thing with a bit of a twist. It's not really a game show, but like a no. panel show, I suppose, like a talk show. Talk show. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, anyway, the, the theme, the idea is that there is a, a place called Room 101 where pet peeves, worst nightmares, things that pee you off get dumped. Um, and it's your, your opportunity to kind of consign them to this hellish hole where all the all the peevy stuff in the world goes, <laughs> all the annoying Never, stuff. Ever to be seen again. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, they get the celebrities on and then the panel, uh, you know, They'll come with a couple of suggestions as to what they want to put into the Room 101, this vault of rubbish things. Uh, and then you know, the celebrities then debate it out and kind of sort of compete for to have the, the most annoying thing. Uh, and that's what we're going to do here today. So Andy and I have, have both prepared three annoying things about Dice Masters that we want to consign to Room 101. And then we're going to ask you listeners to get in touch, hit us up on the Facebook or get in touch over Discord and tell us... Who had the most annoying thing? Who had the item most deserved to go into room 101? Sounds good. Sounds good, yeah. So we have three three things each. Dice Masters related ideas or themes that we're going to consign to room 101 today in our MOD episode 101. So get us out the gate there, man. You can go first. Which is your first item for Dice Masters room 101? 
Right. My list has changed as we've been recording. I've been putting lines through and adding more things. Um, <laughs> but the first thing I would like to consign to Room 101 is 10 in 10. The format? The format 10 in 10. <laughs> uh, well, part of the Room 101 game is that you have to justify why you're consigning that to the Room 101. So why are you consigning that to Room 101, my friend? It's a pain in the ass. That's why. <laughs> team building is is so hard with 10 in 10 we've spoken about it before you get one card that doesn't quite work you put another one in that's you've already got one from that set the next thing you know you've built a brand new team uh which is just as ineffective we thought it might have got better we even did an mod pdm with 10 and 10 that didn't work well kind of worked but it was it was no rubbish (laughs) in it goes so it's the team building aspect of it all then that's the uh, that's the reason you want to put it in the Dice Masters Room 101. Yeah, 100%. Way too hard. Okay. I mean, that's that's pretty straightforward. Uh, I've certainly got no arguments against it. I, I find 10 in 10 <laughs> a tough format to brew around for, for those reasons. You know, once the challenge of removing one card, how it kind of shakes up the whole construction of the team. So uh, I can't. You know, I can't dispute that. I think it's it's worthy of Room 101. But will the audience believe it's worthy of Room 101? Get we'll it find in there. Out soon. Yeah. Dump it in that basement. Lock the door. <laughs> okay, well, the first one on my list, uh, I'm going to use a card, a specific card, to represent my point around this one. And the card I'm using to represent my point here is Amanda Waller, White Queen. Are you f- familiar with this card, Andy? No. Why is that got your heckles up so much right well it's from the green arrow in the flash she's a two-cost shield she has the villain affiliation but her game text reads when amanda waller attacks she gets plus one attack for each of your attacking suicide squad character dice now she represents to me i said we'd come back to this theme she represents to me the affiliations that are wildly underserved in the game of dice masters and even more annoyingly so the ones that have cards like amanda waller that require affiliation synergy and there's just not enough to do anything with it how many are there three four three well there's three but amanda waller is one of them this one that requires suicide squad characters to get her buff isn't even a suicide squad member herself she's just a villain the other two rarities are the suicide squad affiliated amanda waller more than plus two no so you can only ever have a dead shot and a king shark with this Amanda Waller to get that buff. But she's not the only example. It, you know, the, the thing I'm consigning to Room 101 is the underserved affiliations. You know, uh, DC particularly, where's the rest of my new gods? Where's the rest of my suicide squad? Where's the rest of the Justice Society of America? You know what I mean? So where where if, are they? If it's an affiliation, you should have at least eight characters. Yeah, or, or just, you know... Uh, we already kind of sort of discussed it before that they've got all these great synergies. So why aren't we leaning into those synergies more? Do you know what I mean? Uh, the uh, the Spider Man, the Secret Six, you know the villains, the Inhumans, the Iron Family, or whatever it's called, the Iron Man themed ones. Uh, Yu Gi Oh had an affiliation in it, that weird claw thing in the red circle. And there was only two cards for that affiliation. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They introduced the uh, Infinity Gauntlet Protector people. What were they called again? Now um, Infinity Watch. Infinity Watch. And there was six of them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The crime syndicate. Another example. I could go on. The, the Green Arrow family one. You know, the, the he had a, an affiliation. Yeah. The Doom Patrol. They had a team pack, and there was only, what, four Doom Patrol characters? It's a good point. 
Yeah. So I would like to consign to Dice Masters Room 101 the underserved affiliations. I think every affiliation, as you say, should have at least a minimum of eight characters that a basic, somewhat synergistic team can be formed out of. Put it in the basement, lock it away. Lock it away. Absolutely. So there's my number one. Over to you for your number two. My number two is a card, and I struggle saying it, but I'll have a go. Hope Summer's Pluripotent Echopraxia. What? No, shut up. That one I will dispute. I will dispute that one. Let's just make the X-Men affiliation, which you've already admitted to earlier on as the strongest affiliation. Let's just make it super easy to grab those seven costs, those eight costs, those high purchase costs for a reason cards uh, with a uh, a piece of piss one to buy on your first turn. <laughs> it's just, and, and, and then, you know, worst case, you get two in the field, both doing the same thing. But Break. that's what her superpower is in the comic book. She copies other mutants' powers. If I was playing a game that mirrored characters abilities then i'd play something other than dice masters (laughs) (laughs) until you show me that iron man healer character (laughs) there's some form of ideas in to balance a game and it's just broken it's not broken she's so weenie she's it's proper easy to kill all right if i'd have done more research on it i might have looked at characters that have an ability when they're knocked out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the X-Men one. Uh, but I didn't. But, well, that new Storm that does the when fielded at seven. Is it seven costs? That's going to get broken. You spoke about that on the last episode with our interview with Jimmy O'Brien. Um, I did, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> Binna, she's annoying. Well, I don't agree, but the name of the game is to see whether the audience agrees, so... Chuck her in a bin with Asuka. There you go. That's my room 101. <laughs> okay, on to my number two then, folks. Uh, this is totally random. Numbered dice on the Yu-Gi-Oh set. Oh, good, good, good <laughs> choice. <laughs> I mean, surely now, all these years later, is it not just time to let that go? You know what I mean? Oh, I don't think as, anyone looked for him anyway. Well, sure, but uh, now and again, you'll see someone crop up on Facebook or something, and they'll say, what's the script with the the numbered dice on Yu-Gi-Oh? I mean, it was a pain in the backside at the time, which is reason enough to consign it to Room 101. But then people come on and say, ah, well, if you're playing in a competitive event with these cards, then it's uh, you, you, to legally compete with that Yu-Gi-Oh card, you've got to have at least one dice with the matching number. And I'm just like... Oh man, can we not just let that go? I mean, I know we it's mostly only ever side events that you'll see it in anyway, like uh global escalation events or something. So surely we now at this point we can just say, yeah, don't worry about it. I agree. And I think we have. I mean, I've never been anywhere where someone's checked the numbers on my uh Yu-Gi-Oh dice. Oh, I have. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have, yeah, legit. When? At a WKO once. Who did that? Oh, no, you're not getting into it. Oh, <laughs> it's it, all right. An oppo- opponent or an organiser? An opponent. Oh, do you know, if someone did that to me, they would get a full-on slap round face. Uh, well, I didn't go that far, but I, I was just a bit like, it was colourful, the response I gave. But I had I had the correct numbered dice anyway, so. Yeah, I was going to say, I can remember searching for, what was Bude? 135, something like that? Like, Blue Eyes White Dragon? Hunting. No, it was uh, that was in the 70s, I think. So whatever you're hunting for that bloody one and it's just like nope no not that one not that one and then finding it 
and you know vacuum sealing it somewhere for safety uh, but yeah i i would be if yeah there would be slaps for days if someone tried that. <laughs> well it happened but i'm just kind of like at the point now if we've got people looking to get their hands on cards you know new players joining the game who are hoovering up second-hand collections and you know things get misplaced things get lost or just receiving cast off spare cards from a, a more seasoned player then geez just let you know competitively let's just not that that daft idea on the head it's only ever going to be side events now anyway that rulings should uh, it should go into room 101 because of what it meant at the time but now more so just like forget about it jesus yeah 100 percent. yeah so there That's you go there's one. my number two thank you mate thank you uh over to you for your number three my number three right i've got a, i've got a pick boom boom's on there but let's not go into that uh, that's probably <laughs> just to annoy you uh product delays probably best not to mention that um <laughs> so my number three the win system the win system <laughs> i know why this is go on hey there's two reasons why it's the win system firstly if there's an incorrectly inputted result of a national tournament <laughs> and you repeatedly email both WizKids and the tournament <laughs> organizer over the course of a period of a year and a half and it still isn't changed um that shows a fault um <laughs> and secondly it's well hard to like i've only used it once uh, and um uh luckily your man uh mike was there to help me out uh because it kept pairing the same people together um yeah okay i mean i don't find it too bad it does go a bit squiffy sometimes but uh i've not really seen a, a system to date that hasn't done that really maybe a bit of user error but <laughs> i won't admit to that <laughs> but mostly due to incorrect inputting by a tournament organizer they cannot be corrected it needs to go in there ditch the whole system let's get a new one built right okay yeah um fair play uh folks challenge. If, should andy's um desire to consign the the win system to <laughs> to the dice masters room 101 should that be our winner this episode let us know <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that one up. I just put Dave Salisbury in there. <laughs> oh, bless him. <laughs> right then, on to my number three. My number three, and I would like to consign the following idea to the Dice Masters Room 101. The end of WKOs and international national-level tournaments. International national-level tournaments. Yeah, so at one point we had... Uh, a Mexico championship, a Puerto Rico championship. There was an Australian champion. Oh, well, I don't think they ever ever got a championship. There was a Canadian one. There was a Central European one, a U- UK one. There was, there's guys in Spain who wanted one. There was guys in France who wanted one. There was guys Germany in Norway who wanted one. one. Yeah, absolutely. And WKO's got knocked on the head. So the kind of competitive season at a local level, you know, at regional level went. And then for the last couple of years, there's been a US Nationals, uh, we had one Central European Nationals, a European Championship, and then a World Championship, which was basically a second US Nationals. They had a Canadian one as well, didn't they? Yeah, they managed to blag that one up. I don't know how they did that. God knows what Laurie had to do to do that. <laughs> Dread to think. <laughs> Whatever it was, I'm sure it was a sight to behold. <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> it's all right. You don't need to do it. I'll edit it in. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, I just think that one of the uh, sort of hard-hitting impact points on, on local play scenes was the disappearance of, of a structured kind of competitive play calendar that started with WKOs to determine your sort of local regional winners who then went on to compete at a a kind of national level, you know, so all your WKO winners got a a buy for the UK Games Expo UK Nats. And then there was a, uh, uh, oh, what's the word? You know, on the, they did it on the Friday, they did a qualifier. Thank you. Jesus, the word just completely fell out of my head then. Yeah, and then a qualifier on the Friday to pad the numbers out so that you could have a national event on the Saturday. Uh, I'm pretty sure the same happened at all these other locations we mentioned, like Spain, Germany, France, Norway, yeah. Poland, uh, Czech Republic, Slovakia, all got player bases who would love to get involved, even with just a WKO, even if it can't be a full national you know, event. Uh, Australia for... You know, we saw them for years saying, can we get some help with our organized play? South Korea, you know, the guys out in Taiwan as well, um, and the guys out in Japan. And I just think it was a real shame when when the, the kind of competitive calendar fizzled out and we didn't have a great deal. And then World Championship was basically a second US Nats. Well, I think Worlds was always a second US Nats, to be fair. Well, sure, but I mean, I mean, it's not a big enough game to get the kind of level of support that yeah. um, international players for you know Wizards of the Coast or Fighting Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Flight, sorry, uh, get. But still, there was just uh, even I would just like to see more kind of like things to look forward to and and uh, get together with people that you speak to online and you know get a little sixteen to twenty person WKO on the go. You know what I mean? It's a proper adrenaline buzz as well. Yeah, and it was great. And it was all all then building up to that thing later in the year, a national event. Yeah, it's nice. It's good. You get the adrenaline, the little shakes of the hands at the start. (laughs) I never really got that. Um, I can remember the first time that we did it, well, I did it competitively, the 2016, and we're sitting down, bizarrely enough, in front of you. And then just having like... Thinking that I haven't done anything competitive in my life since I stopped, you know, doing sport at school on the weekends and getting this proper adrenaline rush and like thinking, flipping heck, what's this all about? Yeah, who's this long haired northerner sat across from me? I must have done your head in. <laughs> I would have probably chunned on. <laughs> You're too, too busy trying to dub smash people. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Recording videos. But yeah, the competitive edge definitely um is 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 missing. It's not something that I tried it with the um gaming versus cancer one year, uh, but um Paul ruined it by uh, putting the final in about an hour and a half long. Uh so uh <laughs> I probably won't do one of them again. <laughs> but uh, th- there is something nice about like meeting up to do it competitive and then practicing beforehand and like taking out your team and trying to get it as you know as hard hitting as possible. Yeah, it'd be nice to see that again. You're right. Yeah, there you go. So, so we're I would binning like to... off, binning off WKOs. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Right. And and binning off the fact that there's no international national level events. Okay, fair play. Thank you. Right there you go. Oh, the folks well, there's there's that thank you you know not bad for a few minutes thought there <laughs> right <laughs> two seconds before we start recording 
So there's our there's our list of three Dice Masters related topics that we we wish to consign to the Dice Masters Room 101. However, here's the twist: we're only going to put two in, one in. How many normally goes in? I can't. Well, I don't think there's a set number, isn't it? It's if people agree with it or not. But for the, the sake of SA, SA, the top two, what two would you put in if you had to put two in, Mr. Listener? Yes, absolutely. So get in touch with us over on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice. Or come join the conversation over on our Discord server, which I'll put the uh, link to join in the description below. Get involved in the conversation about this. We'll thrash it out. And next episode, we'll let you know which top two are going into the Room 101. Hope Summers. <laughs> right, time for the outro, I think, my man. Cool. Well, there we are then, folks. As all things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. <laughs> Ooh, got a bit got a bit thespian on that one that time, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it is proving to be a pretty long episode, so I think we'll rattle through this stuff now. It's BritRoller6.com. It's facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice or the Discord channel, uh, the Discord server, which is linked in the episode description below or on your podcatcher or wherever. Uh, This is your your main go-to place for the following, the formats and themes directory that we've mentioned this episode to take part in the fundraiser giveaway, the Century Episode fundraiser giveaway, to find the information to join. No, I modeled up two ideas together then, didn't I? Did you? Yeah, to make a donation for the fundraiser and to find the information to take part in the Century episode giveaway. It's two different things, isn't it? It We've got the the raffle going on right now and we've got the the fundraiser. giveaway. Yeah. Um, I love the Ministry of Dice because... mm. Uh, It's also where you can go to share your thoughts on our Dice Masters Room 101 or where you can share your thoughts on what your favourite formats and themes are. Is there anything yeah. else to tell the listeners? I don't think so. Oh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As I mentioned earlier, I'm I'm refocusing and picking up some pace on some content over there. So we'd love to have you. We would. If you are missing us next Monday, then why don't you subscribe to the Mod Extra podcast, which will be released on that Monday and hear about us talking about movies, TVs, and a load of other nerdy stuff. Yes. Yeah, it's been a slow start to the audio version of that. So if you do enjoy our random chunnerings then you can get it weekly now just on two different subjects can indeed so go and subscribe it's great yeah all right then well uh with all that said and done we'll leave it there i've been chris aka true mr six and i've been andy aka it's coming home <laughs> we'll see coming you home. in two weeks folks bye 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 <laughs>
<laughs> the squeaking never stops. No, it, it really doesn't. It's become like the third member of the Ministry of Dice podcast. People talk about it all the time. Donnie's obsessed with you lubing up your chair. Right, five seconds of silence starting now. <laughs>